welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called The Master Kifa Voidas Hashem on Parshas Bamidbar. As we embark on the new Chumash, Chumash Bamidbar, the first Pasuk in the Parsha says, Vaidaber Hashem el Moshe Bamidbar Sinai Boel Moed. Etc. Meaning, Hakadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe in the wilderness, in the desert of, of Sinai, Midbar Sinai. There's an interesting midrash Rabba I want to share with you on this pasuk, and it says, "What's unique about Midbar Sinai? Why is the pasuk telling us that Tafka here Hashem spoke to Moshe? Lama be Midbar Sinai? From here, from this pasuk, from this idea that Hashem spoke." From here, Chachamim, our sages learned, that the Torah was given with three elements, for the lack of a better term. With fire, water, and uh, desert. Or, and through the desert. And why was, it, why was the Torah given with these three elements? What are these free for anyone that wants to get a hold of them? So too, kach divrei Torah chinam are also free. Shenemal heve kol tzame etc. Tavar acher another thing. What do you learn from here? We have the Ber Hashem and Moshe b'midbar Sinai. Ella teaches us. Call me, everyone that makes himself as if his midbar is a desert, which is a desert. Is a free for all. It's a makom hefker. It's called in halacha. It's, no one owns it. Kol mi sheino se atzmo kamidbar efker. Eino yachol liknot et hachokma veatora lechach neemar bemidbar Sinai. Only a person who is willing to turn himself to become hefker, which we'll try to explain what that means later on. Only he is the one that will be able to connect and acquire the Torah. So there's two main questions over here. One is really a big question, and the question is, it seems like from this Pasuk we learn the idea that the Torah was given via Esh, fire, Maim, water, and the Midbar. But really, if you look at the Pasuk, there's only hint to the idea that it was given via the element of the Midbar, the desert. It doesn't say anything about Esh or Maim. How do we learn from here that it was acquired through water and fire? What does water and fire have to do with it? And question number two is, if they all possess the same idea based on the Midrash, what are these three things, the beginning of the Midrash that we quoted, ma'eluchinam, just like these are for free for whoever wants them, so too, the Torah is free for whoever wants to connect it, from the Jewish people, of course. So the question is, why do we need all these three? It's enough to say one. Wow, it's the same idea, it's a common denominator between all of them. So why isn't it enough just to say one? And seeing that only by Midbar and the Pasuk, shouldn't it be more fitting to say just just like the Midbar, the desert, is free for whoever wants to go there and be there and live there, so too the Torah, whoever wants to, can connect it. To answer both of these questions, I saw a very interesting idea I like that I want to share with you in a book called Nachas Eliezer. And he says like this, we all know that the Torah really is split into two, two ideas. Two types of uh, commandments. Mitzvah saseh, mitzvahs that we should go out and do and perform. And mitzvah sotaseh, that we, should have, we need to refrain ourselves from doing. We know that 
there's a very strong parallel to Remach Everavish Sagidav, the amount of numbers we have Lota Senase to the to the body. And each one is also a tikkun for the spiritual parallel part of the body, because we all have just like we have a, a physical body, we all we also have a spiritual body in a sense. And that's the way the Torah is broken down to two two ideas. Asen Lotase. Interestingly enough, if you think about it, Esh, fire, this is what Nachlas uh, Eliezer says, we know that Esh is a koyach that we have, a spiritual koyach that we have, fire, which is pushing us and gets, get, gets us excited to do things. It is this koyach that we should use for mitzvah That's the idea of mitzvah Go out and do, perform, go, shake your lulav, go sit in the sukkah, go put on tefillin, etc., etc. That, you, you, you need to use the koyach, of Aish, of fire. So too, the mitzvah, the, uh, the other flip side of the coin is that mitzvah lotah said that you have to refrain yourselves from performing some act. Yeah? So that you use the koach of mind. Mind water is like a, a heaviness. Fire is like light and, and goes up and water goes down and, and water is he- heavy and that idea, that's the element one should use to refrain from doing things that are not appropriate. Now, those two are obvious. That's obvious that that's the, the koach, the spiritual koach that Kodesh Buhu put in the world to go in and do things bizrizut and run towards something to do. And the koach of heaviness, of stopping oneself from doing something, that's water. However, if you only use these two koichos to perform the Torah, there'll still be a big problem. As many Balei Musa say, Specifically, specifically the in Mesilas Yesharim, the Ramchal says that there's many things that are good that the Yetzirah, your evil inclination, can easily trick you and use the power of water to refrain one from doing it because it's going to trick you and make you think that this is bad. Hashem doesn't want you to do it, even though Hashem does want you to do it. And so too, on the flip side, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, would want you to do something. So you really, you should use the koach of, uh, of Eish, of fire, to go ahead and do it, but the Yitzhak tricks you not to do it. And the flip side is that there's things that one should not do. It's, it is a sin, and Hashem would not want you to do it. But easily a person can trick himself via the evil inclination and make you believe that HaKadosh who does want you to do it. And therefore, it's not enough to, to use... These idea of fire and water, as the Ramchal himself says in Silas Yishalim Perek Kaf, in the 20th Perek. And I quote, Many things the Yetzer could use, many good things the Yetzer could make you think and push you away from doing them because they're bad, and vice versa. And the only way he can get out of it is if he's really not biased about himself. And that is the master key to what we're discussing here, and that is what's learned from our parsha, and that's why Bamidbar Sinai is the main event over here. The fact that a person needed to, needs to use fire and water elements—that's obvious. Fire pushes you to do it, to do good things, and water is the energy or koyach that Hashem gave us to use to refrain from doing things. However, the midbar to put yourself and mafkir yourself as if. You are the desert, and you don't own yourself, and it's not kochivot it's not all about me. I am totally 
totally putting my head down to do whatever Hashem wants me to do, whatever the Torah. And I'm, I don't want to be biased at all. At all. I just want to do what the Torah wants me to do. A person like that, only with that idea he can accomplish everything. And that's why everything is as if learnt from this parsha, from that one word, Bamidbal. If a person puts himself like the Midbal and says, I'm nothing, I'm like the Midbal. Who am I, Bichlal? HaKadosh Buhu created me and all I want to do is be a good Eved Hashem, a good slave to HaKadosh Buhu. That is a person that will be able to use the other koichos that are obvious, fire and water, in the right perspectives, in the right amounts, during the right times. Because he's not going to be biased. And the person who's real with himself will always realize what Ratzon Hashem is. And if he's not sure, he'll always know to ask. If it's a gray area, he'll ask his Rav and then he'll know he's doing whatever Ratzon Hashem is. So we've answered all the questions because really the answer is that fire and water are obvious. You don't see it literally from this from this word of Bamidbar in our Parsha. But Bamidbar tells you the main thing because without that it doesn't really mean anything. Who cares if you use fire and water if your evil inclination will trick you when to use each each one of those. So you're getting nowhere. I'd just like to end with a story I said a while ago. I think it's fair that I say stories again but not the Diva Torah again. So I want to use a story I said Around a year ago, a true story about a friend of mine that went for an interview during these days, Sfirah Sa'imel. As we know, it's a morning time for the Jewish people, and the halacha is, not a minhag, really the halacha is, that a person should not get a haircut or shave for 33 days during this time period, in a row. So the minhag of the, the yeshiva shavelt is from Pesach until Lad Gabaomer. Some do it during a different time, from Rosh Chodesh, Iyar, doesn't matter. Hakopanim. It was during this time that he had a very, very important interview. He was actually his uh, his company went bankrupt, and then he looked for a job, and he had a very, very important interview to go to. And he didn't look very honorable because he had a a bit of a beard, not a long beard, but no man's land beard, and he didn't get a haircut for a while. And even though he could have bent the rules and said this is a very unique situation because he currently doesn't have a job and it's a very important interview, it can totally be life-changing if he got this job. He said at the end, it wasn't easy for him, but at the end he decided, I'm not, I'm not doing I'm not getting haircut for this thing. I want to do it, son Hashem. He goes to the interview and lo and behold, the question does come up and he tells him, by the way, just out of curiosity, after he asked him all the professional type of questions, technical questions, he asked him, how come, uh, do you always look like this? How come you ha- it looks like you haven't got a haircut? And so he told him, he told him the truth. He said, listen, this is a time that the Jewish people, this is a time of mourning because of what happened to the students of Talmidei Rabbi Akiva, that they all died in the plague. And, uh, and, that, and that's Allah. So, okay. So at the end of the day, he said, thank you very much. The person interviewing him, and two days later, he thought for sure it's over because of that. Two days later, he gets a phone call and he, and from the person that interviewed him from that company. And they said to him, um, we'd like to give you an offer. And they told him, we want to be up front with you and tell you that there's another. We just needed one person for this job. And there's someone else that actually, from a technical perspective and from an experience perspective, he is a notch a bit better than you or at least more fitting for the company. 
However, we decided to go with you because we saw if a person can be so loyal to to his religion, to Yiddishkeit, then that's more important to us because that would mean that he'll be loyal also to us. And we prefer loyalty over 10% more experienced. So it doesn't matter what the outcome of the story is, that just makes it more cool. But at the end of the day, that's the idea. A person that really cares about his Avodah Hashem and wants to always get closer to HaKadosh Bochu, he needs to work on this idea to be really honest with himself and say to himself, I'm nothing. I, all I'm here in this world is to do its own Hashem. I want to do its own Hashem. And a person that thinks this way will be able to accomplish a lot in his life and get closer to Hashem. That would be Zoyche to continuously grow and get closer to Hashem by being maskir ourselves like the Midbar. Have a great Shabbos. Be sure to visit our website, prismoftorah.com. You can contact us from the website. Technical support for the Prism of Torah is done for free by Ellie Podcast Productions. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. It can make a difference to everyone. Production was done by Unishmas Leah Basiona.